Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. So, everybody, welcome. Okay, and uh, I'm going to kind of move around the room a bit and and uh, we'll go through each, because I think each of you, let's try and get a little bit of each of your individual stories about why you're here, you know, your entrepreneurship and uh, and, and that sort of thing. So uh, let's start with the kind of core, which is Idea Lab coming to Canada. And and um, I think you've been around for, for, for four years. I, I, I don't know, Davina, but maybe, maybe you can give us a little bit about, you know, why you're an entrepreneur, why Idea Labs is, is coming to Canada. Sure, yeah. Um, Philip, thank you firstly for having all of, all three of us on this call. We're super excited to be here. Um, I'll start, start with our journey with Idea Lab. We are a brand that was uh, founded about 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're in the STEM or STEAM after school space. Uh, we have um, coding, uh, robotics, drone flying, um, all of these classes offered uh, for children after school. We really saw a need for um, STEM because that's not really as much catered through the school districts as we see here in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and our franchising journey began about four years ago in 2017 with our first location sold in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we did that, we had a quick uh, growth in the U.S. We sold about close to 40 to 50 locations here in the U.S. And then in 2019, we um, had the privilege to meet Essen and Kumail, who came in um, showing interest in the greater Toronto market. And um, they stepped in in 2019 uh, with an intention for the brand to expand into Canada. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been nothing but a pleasure to have both these guys uh, part of our Idea Lab family. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit about um, our history. That's okay. So, you know, for the two of you guys, you know, from what I understand from your little write-up that you sent me, you know, you're working flat out in one career and working flat out in this new venture that, that you've got in, you know. And I always am curious to say, you know, if you have a good career, why the hell are you trying to be an entrepreneur? I mean, that, that's really so. Maybe that maybe you can one of you can dive in on that question first, basically. Sure thing. Uh, first of all, again, uh, Philip, thank you for having us. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, in terms of you know this specific venture, um, I, I'd say you know Essen and I have been working together. We've been friends, you know, for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and really in the last, I'd say probably seven or eight years, we've kind of gotten very serious about, you know, being entrepreneurs and doing our own thing, mm-hmm. um, along, along with our careers, right. Mm-hmm. Um, part, part of it is, you know, we're kind of looking into the future to our future. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and part of it is, you know, it, it's something that's always been ingrained in us, right. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, you know, through, um, through schooling, like, you know, I'm, I've done business management and all I've thought about is business my entire career, <laughs> right? So you're, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of paying the bills when you're doing your, your day-to-day nine to five, but you're also yeah. looking to kind of expand out of that, right? Um, and, you know, for, for Essen, um, you know, I'm speaking a little bit for him, but, you know, with, with his daughter, um, you know, he's thinking of the future as well, right? He's trying to set up his family for, for, for the rest of his life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, for, for us, it wasn't so much, 
you know, hey, it's Idea Lab Kids. It was, okay, what are we going to get into? And Idea Lab Kids for us, you know, it, it was kind of a nice match um, when we finally got to it. Um, but but we've been thinking about this for, you know, seven or eight years, and we've been friends for over 20 years. So it was something that was bound to happen. So, Sam, you know, what's your sort of sense of, of entrepreneurship? I mean, are, you, are, you, are you guys from an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial families i mean or is this sort of new a new thing to you so um the community that we grew up in a lot of people in our community are entrepreneurs and business owners so my father for example he had his own business my grandfather had his own business so like said, that was kind of ingrained into our heads since we were little kids and mm-hmm. um i remember going to university for four years studying accounting and uh, growing up, uh, you know, whenever I went for got a part-time job or, or even a job just to kind of pay the bills, whatever, you know, I never really enjoyed it. And I thought I was being lazy. So I'd always kind of, you know, uh, have this guilt that why don't I enjoy working? But after university, I realized it wasn't that I didn't enjoy working. I just wanted to work for myself. Um, so that's kind of what propelled me. I think it's about passion. You know, you want to wake up in the morning and not... You want to enjoy what you do at the end of the day, right? And so going to work is like a blessing. It's not a burden. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what my father and my grandfather had always ingrained in my mind uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You what know, about, Philip, what about, what about the, the, the two of you? I mean, is, is this is this a a new thing in 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 your in your life, or is have you come from? you know, entrepreneurial backgrounds. Uh, I don't know if you were asking me, Philip, but yeah, something I would add to that is, um, you know, I've, I've grown up with just like Essen Kamil with um, entrepreneurs in the family. Mm-hmm. And um, I started my career in oil and gas. <laughs> I started off in Dubai and then transferred to Houston. Well, Houston, well, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in Houston is touched by the oil and gas sector somehow. Um and I went to business school, like I mentioned earlier, at Rice University and sitting in my entrepreneurship classes, I didn't realize what a huge impact it had on me because I followed the traditional path of joining oil and gas right after Rice. But in um, 2010, once I had my first child, that made me kind of take a pause and, you know, think about those questions that Essen just men- mentioned, you know, am I passionate about what I do and um, is this what drives me to wake up every day and go into work and and the answers I got back were no I want to do something uh, for myself and you know that pivoted my journey to small business ownership Mm -hmm. and honestly I I haven't looked back since Um, but you know the two things that both these gentlemen mentioned were passion um, and that's when we interviewed them in 2019 that was the big driver uh, was they were very passionate about the education space and about Canada and the lack of what they were seeing out there. Um, and that, that I, honestly, I think once we heard that from them, we were like, we found the right partners. <laughs> okay. So, so guys, I mean, come on, what's, what's been the biggest challenge in terms of, you know, setting this venture up? I mean, you, you, you've been at it for about a year from what I can, can understand. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not been the most common year. So <laughs> <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, you know, you kind of hit the nail right on the head, right? Like um, one of the, one of the challenges, of course, this is our first time 
kind of venturing into the space, right into the franchise world. So that was the, the that was a very major step for us mm-hmm. to be able to kind of get into this space, learning, learn about franchising. And we're still learning every day. Like it's not, you know, nothing, it's not an exact science. You kind of go through it and beyond that, just, you know, being area developers, what it means and, you know, what, how to, what it means to actually develop a city and, you know, bring idea lab kids to the families in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, with COVID, right? Like this this year especially, right? So you're going to have some challenges. And I think one of the things we're, we're learning along the way is, you know, how quickly you need to adapt, mm-hmm. right? How quickly you need to kind of pivot and and kind of make make changes to, to your own plans. You know, you can plan to the best of your abilities, but there's some variables that are out of your control and you just kind of have to be ready to adapt and pivot and, and you know, go, go in a new direction. So, so what about the transition from, you know, one career focus to another focus? Because, you know, we all know, at least, I, I mean, I, I grew up with an entrepreneurial father and his, his things for me was, you know, 50% planning, 50% hard work and 50% luck equals 150% effort. So I'm kind, I'm, I'm kind of interested in you guys because you're 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 continuing one career and kickstarting this this new challenge how how, how, how you know getting to 250 percent is 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 pretty hard going kind of thing right that's a good question um we get that a lot actually right? how do you balance that and how do you put it on your focus on one thing or the other um, the good thing about us is that we complement each other very well, Kumail uh, and I. So we obviously share the responsibility. Um, the other thing is obviously a lot of our weekends and evenings are tied up with you know, Ideal Lab kids. Uh, and so, you know, at this time in our lives, we don't have a lot of free time, but that's okay because we understand the potential and, you know, uh, where this can go. And like all entrepreneurs, I think, you know, they all work smart and effectively. And it's all about time management. Um, and that's what we're trying to learn right now. Um, but our families have been super awesome. You know, they understand our commitments. They, they support us. And I think throughout this process, if you don't have a supportive family, then you can't really achieve those goals. So to have your family along with your goals and understanding that, you know what, this is a time where you have to put in hours. But, you know, at the same time, you can about, you know, a balance. <clears throat> you have that time whenever you can. Um, they appreciate that. So we have supportive parents, supportive uh, spouses, children, and they help us along the way and we'll keep us going to uh, keep us motivated. Let, let's move on to challenges. And, uh, and you know, I think it's very interesting for people to understand how entrepreneurs overcome challenges. And there's a lot, lots of ways that it's great because I get tons of different answers to this question. So, Davina, let's start with you. You know, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, how do you overcome those challenges, those walls that we hit? Is there a process that you kind of got into that helps you get through that? Sure. Yeah. No, great question, Philip, especially given the kind of year that we've had. We've all we've all been thrown into some version of a challenge or the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I liked what you said, you know, as entrepreneurs, we do have those decisions we make um, several several of them in a day 
I read somewhere that, you know, a human mind goes through about 50 to 60 decisions just throughout a general 24 hours in a day. Um, so I think, you know, I could, I would respond to your question by saying the challenge that we faced last year in March when um, everything was going fine, you know, we were all operating. Jan and Feb had been great months for our location in Canada. We have one in East Oakville. And in March, all of a sudden, we had stay home orders issued and nobody at that point knew um, how long this would last. I feel like we were all suddenly thrown into this, you know, unknown of what what does this look like? Um, what we kept hearing from our families and our parents were our kids are home. We have nothing to do. Um, and even schools at that point had still not yet figured out virtual schooling. So one of the things that we did, Philip, as a as a brand uh, was that we pivoted um, ourselves to the online space. And we took our classes or our experiments and we tried to make these videos which could be taught online. Um, so one of them we did was on Facebook Live, which was uh, a, ro a robot that could be made out of Amazon boxes that uh, kids' families had at home. And <laughs> it, it went viral in our um, Idea Lab world. And that video got about 5,000 views. Uh, parents appreciated it and we realized that we needed more of that. Um, so as a, as a as we face that challenge, what the solution that came out of it, it was let's try to figure out this technology space and how do we merge technology with our program, which is so hands-on. And last year that led into a couple of things for the brand, um, major pivots for us. We introduced online tutoring, uh, which is now offered at all of our centers. Um, it's available for uh, K through K through five, K through six, on and those age groups. We the second thing was we introduced um, a platform, an internal technology built platform for our franchisees, and all of our lessons are basically hosted on that platform. So it made it easier for them to take this platform and teach classes. And um, lastly, we because of the need of these online classes, our franchisees now teach classes that are online. Um, and now since March, you know, we've gone into several lockdowns. I think out there in Toronto, you guys are still on a lockdown mode versus us in Texas. So the online classes have def is definitely something that's helped us. It's not, it's been a tough year in terms of revenue, but it's helped us stay top of mind for the customer. Kamal, what about you? You know, you've got the challenge of a startup fundamentally, you know, uh, how, how you, you know, how you're managing that. Well, when we when we first you know took this on, of course, we none of us anticipated you know what what the future had in store for us. So, uh, what I would what I would say here, every challenge it's an opportunity. So for us, you know, uh, COVID, yeah, it, it took us a, a little while to kind of kind of go through it and say, okay, well, you know, what do we do now? Like our our entire uh, you know setup was we would we would meet with our clients we would meet with them at home we would meet with them at, at coffee shops at restaurants uh, because we liked that approach we liked meeting them getting to know them uh, before we actually ever introduce ideal app kids to them right we we wanted to know who they are who the people we were trying to work with because um, that's an important factor for us right so with covid this actually created an opportunity for us right we used to do info sessions for example um, and you know we had to develop basically an online presentation mode, right, for, for our clients. Um, I, you know, some challenges still exist, right? So when you're meeting somebody, and I think, Philip, maybe you can kind of, you know, uh, echo the same sentiment, like, you know, you may have people that you would meet previously in, in your studio, and now you're here, you know, doing Zoom calls, 
Right. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's nice because, you know, now you don't have to commute, right? So you're not necessarily. I don't know. Eight Zoom calls a day is a bit, gets, gets to be tiring. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and you got, you know, you got to, you got to worry about stability and all that. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. for us, I mean, yes, yes, there are challenges um, and they're going to continue to exist. I think for us, it's, you know, you, you identify those challenges um, and, and you look at your ultimate goal, right? What is it that you're, that you're trying to achieve? And, um, you know, the idea lab kids has been, you know, really good to us when we were kind of, you know, looking for different, different options. So we were really, uh, you know, it, it benefited us, right? Like having that online option, even for the current existing clients that we had, um, it, it was an opportunity. And now what it, what it did for us is it really expanded our offerings, right? So if we do need to necessarily meet with somebody, you know, out in Burlington, uh, when, and while we're from Markham, right? So, um, we, we can get on a Zoom call. We can present to them and and get you know get to know them really quickly. Okay, so Sam, I'm going to throw something a little different at you. Okay, um, and and I'll take it round again. But you know, it's really about mentoring. Okay, and it's I mean, so what's the best piece of advice you've ever received that you keep on using? That's that's been more than advice. That's been kind of a driver of of things. Um, what do you think about that? Um, a couple of advices, I guess. One one phrase that I always refer to was that Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So patience patience is key. I think for me, it revolves all around patience. Um, just to share a story with you, uh, one of my mentors once told me um, an interesting story about patience, where. He talked about, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about the Japanese, Japanese bamboo tree, right? Mm -hmm. The Japanese bamboo tree takes about five years to grow. But for five years, you have to continue to grow up, water it, you know, seed it, uh, harvest it. But after five years, it compounds and it grows exponentially. And that's kind of the vision that I have with this business is that it may take some time. Obviously, with COVID, you know, you have adversity and challenges, but that only makes you stronger. But once things are set up, once things are ready to go, the growth is going to be phenomenal. And that's kind of what I look forward to. Whenever mm -hmm. things come in our way, um, is that story and it motivates me. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that most overnight successes take five years or more. Um, but on that front, what about, what about you, Camille, in terms of you know, the, 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 the advice side of it, the mentoring side of it? Is there anything that you, you kind of carry around with you on that, on that side as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually going to reach out to one of my mentors and, and kind of call back to what he said. And he told me, um, you know, you, you go through a day and you have about, you know, over 10,000 thoughts that go through your mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and the analogy he used is, you know, think of it like a train. You're at a, you're at a train stop and there's, you know, trains going through throughout the day. It's up to you which train you decide to get on. Right. So these are your thoughts kind of going through your mind. And it's, it's all about setting up your mindset, right, in, in the right way. So it's what, what train do you take? What mindset do you take? Um, you know, you have 10,000 thoughts. You can't get on every single train, right? You're going to have 10,000 thoughts maybe in a day, and you go through maybe five thoughts that you kind of keep coming back to and say, you know what, this is something that, that makes sense. And right, so when we were, you know, for, for us, the decision to go into anything, right? It, it doesn't have to be ideal app kids, any business, any venture. Um, when you go into it, it's, it's the mindset. 
you know, mm-hmm. day after day, can I keep taking the same train? Mm-hmm. Right. Or are my thoughts going to be all over the place? I've got to ask you now, Davina, uh, <laughs> you know, cause, cause those are good. That, that was really good guys in terms of thinking part of it. So on the, on that mentoring side, what, what's, What's your, what's your insight on that? Yeah, I was saying I'm feeling so inspired hearing mm-hmm. hearing all these answers. Mm-hmm. So, Philip, for me, I think it would be failure. Um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we tend to talk, we get asked a lot about our successes. And um, the one thing that we don't talk enough about is our failures. And that's, some, that's a huge advice that I've received from mentors along my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, prior to this franchise, I had a different franchise and I had a, a top performing store in the nation in the US that uh, always placed in the top three. Mm-hmm. And then I had one center, same owner, same operator. I had one center that was um, a low performing location. And in 2017, when Hurricane Harvey hit, that store really took a further uh, deep dive in their numbers and kept operating in the red. So it was uh, a tough decision for me to make to actually you know, figure out how do I exit this venture? How do I close uh, the doors? It, it wasn't viable to operate that center. I was in a lease um, that was ending, but I also employed in my in that community, I, em- I gave uh, work to 10, 10 people. And so the biggest 10 teachers that operated at that location. Um, so the biggest or uh, toughest decision was really moving those teachers around and I was able to accommodate them at the other centers. And we closed down that location at the end of 2017. So when people ask me about my journey, you know, that's one thing I definitely share with them is, um, you know, I've gone through the whole gamut of opening a store, operating it, it being pro- profitable and and the top performing to one being, you know, the lowest performing actually closing it. Okay. So one more, one more quick question, because we're kind of running into time things as we normally do. Um, if, and I'm going to go around the three of you, and uh, we'll, we'll keep with you, Davina, in terms of, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why would you choose that word? I'd probably say um, I'm a strong leader. I think that's something I've realized, Philip, through my journey, um, is uh, people drive me. I find a lot of uh, energy in, um, in motivating people. And my previous company, I led a team of uh, over 55 staff members um, at this company. Now we're, you know, close to about 30 with some of our part-time full-time employees. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the funny story there is um, in, in middle and high school, I was the shyest and the quietest child, <laughs> someone who had probably one friend that I went home to and my parents were worried, oh my gosh, what, what is she going to do when she grows up? Um, so it's it's been a journey, uh, but uh, I really love that side of my job and um, absolutely enjoy motivating and leading my team here. So, what, Sam, what, what what would that be for you? One the one word to describe yourself, and why? One word, um, I would say persistence, probably. Um, just because I hate giving up. Um, I think it was Babe Ruth who said, "You can't beat the man who never gives up." Um, so that's kind of how I try to live my life and in my mm-hmm. business ventures. And I think if you have that mindset of never giving up, you know, so many times you come close to your goal and you're hit with adversities and you don't realize that the very next step is where the goal is actually present. But if you give up at that point, then you're just inches away from success. 
Um, so yeah, never giving up persistence. Well, what what's your what's your thoughts? I, I'd say driven, right? So when I see mm -hmm. a goal and and I want to achieve it, I'll, I'll go to the ends of the earth to achieve that goal, right? Um, one one of the things that uh, I kind of wanted to bring up is another thing my mentor said was, you know, motivation comes from action, right? Mm -hmm. So if 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 you want to achieve something and you want to be motivated for it, it comes from action, not from thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, uh, that's great, guys. That's uh, the a good a good note to to leave on. So I'm going to say, you know, thank you all for coming on the Canada's podcast. It's uh, it's been great. Some some good observations. Um, what's the best place for people if they you know as people look at this, uh, other entrepreneurs sometimes they want to connect. What's the best place for people to connect with you guys? Just just go around the room kind of thing. Sure. Um, so anyone can reach out to me personally on LinkedIn. Um, it's under Divina Bojwani. And then our website for Idea Lab is um, idealabkids.com. And if you put in your zip code, you would be able to find your location. Currently in Canada, we have uh, two locations operating, East Oakville and Richmond Hill. Super proud of Richmond Hill because they opened during the pandemic in December and very quickly, about four days into their opening, they were um, shut down because of stay home orders. So uh, definitely visit us once we're back up and operating. What about you, Kamala? How, how, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, the best way to reach me, um, you know, they can give me a call 647-999-6353 or by email, uh, Kamal at idealabkids.com. Um, you know, Davina mentioned the two locations. I'd like, also like to mention, you know, we, we, we are in, you know, going to be up and running soon in Pickering. Um, and we're running some programming out in Stouffville as well. So cool. It's, cool. It's a, yeah, it's an, it's an up and coming. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the West End guys. Oh, you got East Stouffville. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have the West End soon enough. No problem. <laughs> How could people get a hold of you? Yeah, you can reach me on my uh, personal cell phone number, 647-995-7292, or by email at essent at idealabkids.com. Okay. Um, we're always open to taking phone calls and connecting with people, so by all means, register anytime. Okay. Well, guys, as I said, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, good luck in, in, in the new venture, guys. Good luck. Thank, Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.